John 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Luke 11 verses 1 to 13. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins. For we forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me. I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are in bed. I cannot give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, fathers, if your son asks you for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if he asks you for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you to the puppets. Um, a while back as a church, um, we were following stuff together. Um, house groups and they were um, meshing geared to the things that were going on on Sunday mornings um, and of course being the well-oiled uh, machine that our house group it was a house group at that time is we were absolutely geared into that and absolutely meshed not but anyway we managed to bumble along sometimes a week ahead sometimes a week behind sometimes not quite where we were but then that came to an end and we um knowing particularly if i can if i can drop you <laughs> lee and i's capacity for rambling uh, around things we thought we needed something structured uh, in our meetings so we looked around for what we could find I don't know why I'm still here on my own, because there's supposed to be four of us here. But anyway. um, so we, we looked around for, for stuff, and we alighted on um, a, a prayer course. Um, it was a, a very, very esoteric, uh, deep 
um, Christian search method called Google. Um, and uh, we came up with um, a, um, a prayer course. So we thought, oh, this looks good. Uh, and before you embark on anything like that on a group, you really have to, particularly if you're finding it off the interweb, you know, you've got to actually check out its credentials. Uh, and we found it came from Holy Trinity Brompton Road in London, HTB, which is Nicky Gumbel's church, which is the church where the Alpha Course came from uh, and lots more besides. So we kind of thought, well, you know, we'll, we'll be a bit wary because it might not be applicable to us, but we think we can trust it as a source. So we did. Um, and um, we embarked on the prayer course. There were six um, sections, six sessions, yeah, one per week, which is why it took us about five months to actually get through it. Uh, but, yeah, so six uh, sessions. And um, the, the, the really great thing about it, from a, a point of view of a group like us, it starts off with a 15-minute interview, uh, in, video interview each week. Um, and the two people who are in the interview are two very sort of pally, pally um, men. Um, asking the questions um, was uh, uh, Johnny Hughes, um, we quite like Johnny, didn't we? We like Johnny. We like Johnny. He, uh, he, 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 um, he put some very, very searching questions that hadn't been pre-prepared, honest. And of course he had. It had all been mapped out. But the partner who was being interviewed is actually uh, Pete Gregg. Um, and I first, Sue and I first uh, encountered Pete Gregg many years ago um, at Spring Harvest. And he's the uh, founder of uh, the 24-7 International Prayer Ministry. And we wanted to do stuff on prayer, so we thought it was a prayer course with Pete Gregg in it could be good. Uh, and I said, no, he's all right, this bloke. He's not, um, not going to have us on our knees uh, for five hours at a time. He's more practical than that. And um, anyway, so we, we went for it. Um, at the time, uh, Johnny Hughes was the, uh, uh, was the uh, pastor for students and young adults at HTB. He's now moved to the Midlands with his wife and he's got his own church there. Uh, and Pete Gregg was actually one of the senior leadership at HTB at the time they made it. And he's also moved on. He has his own church in Guildford now, and he's one of Tier Fund's vice presidents. So, um, as I say, we, you, know, you, you need to actually look into what I feel, we feel. You need to actually look into the credentials of people and materials. You know, where's it coming from? What they're saying? Can you trust them? Um, so... Pete Gregg, really, his, his ministry for HTV at the time was about prayer and obviously founding the uh, organization that he did. He's it, pretty much about prayer. He's written several books that sell quite well on it. Um, as a person, who is he? Well, he supports Portsmouth Football Club, which Helen said was all right. Derek says he's all right. Um, he says he likes art galleries. Okay. Okay, might think it's a bit highbrow. But then it is, you've got to remember Portsmouth. Um, he likes live music and knocking down walls. No further details were given on his biography. Um, and the final thing that sealed it for me was he owns and drives um, a 1964 Morris Minor convertible. So, you know, just put real ale on that list and the guy's you know, up for beatification for me. So, anyway, so, so we followed the six headings, really, and we just... Uh, we just um, it was definitely not uh, that he's not trying to push over, and we were certainly not in a in a position to be accepting some kind of like formula for how to pray. Jesus has given that in the, in the Lord's Prayer. We wanted something that was about us and our lives, and um, as I, I think some of the, I'm not cross over what they want to say, but really, 
we're not looking for um, a glib answer. And I certainly think in our, in our conversations and prayers with each other, that's not what we got. But I'll let others talk to that, yeah. We decided that we wanted to keep the service, if possible, within an hour. So we've only picked out a couple of the headings to, to talk to you about. Um, I chose the one, um, number two, which was about petition. Um, and what we looked at um, in that section, petitionary power is asking God for help. And we were asked what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. And then we had lots of discussion, as you can imagine, about why some answers to prayer are delayed or they're not the answer that you necessarily wanted. So it was a really good discussion point for us. We also looked at how God had chosen to work in partnership with us as, as his children, principally through prayer. We looked at different ways to be interactive with God through prayer, so how we prayed. So we use post-it notes and we pray the papers. We, you may think about a prayer walk, and there were ideas around specific times to pray that would fit in with everybody's different lifestyles. One point that stayed with me was um, a sentence that came across in um, the video clip at the beginning of our sessions, which was to keep prayer simple, to keep it up, and to keep it real. Thanks. She's going to give herself some praise because she was about two minutes there and she's on time. Um, so I, um, the, the bit that really stood out for me was about perseverance. Um, and I'm going to be really honest, I know I'm stood on kind of a couple of inch platform here, but I don't necessarily find prayer the easiest thing and to, to keep going. It, it's good when it's, and I need it, but it, actually to keep that momentum going, I find at times um, a challenge. And what's been fantastic about our group is that we've really encouraged each other to do that and kind of the momentum. So it's really quite pertinent. The session explored unanswered prayer something I've, I've found troubling in my time. The importance of honesty and lament and how the, to deal with deep disappointment. And as I stand here today, I've had my fair share of disappointment, as I know we all have. Um, some ill health personally, trying to be, um, trying for a family for a long time, having had a miscarriage. Um, and actually now, really exciting phase being kind of 24 25 weeks pregnant and really exciting but it's that's been a huge journey to kind of get to this point so you know actually for me this is really deep in terms of kind of staying with god and when i asked myself the question where's god in this actually he's been right at the center the whole time and it's all been about god not knowing the disappointment not understanding it I've been really comfortable in faith that God knows the answer and that the guys around me and the support, they've got me to, not just me, us, uh, with my wife as well, to kind of where we are now progressing to, which is fantastically exciting. So that's all I want to say on that. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to stick with Helen's two minutes if I can because... Even though I'm doing it on listening, I'd rather be sat down there listening than stood up here talking to you guys. Not my comfort zone, sadly. Okay. So, the key verse for, from the listening that we did was um, John, uh, John 10, verse 4, which is, His sheep follow him because they know his voice. So, 
we talked about how do we know it's God's voice? How do we discern it's God's voice? Um, there's lots of opportunities, lots of things come into your mind and lots of things that are talked, talked about and said to you. How do we know it's God talking to you? Um, the, the video was quite, quite powerful and quite thought-provoking for me. Um, as I say, I like listening anyway, so it's, uh, it engaged me. Um, the, we, the video came up with uh, an ABC of keys for discerning what, who's God's voice. Uh, first was A for advice. Uh, this is about uh, taking advice from friends, wise friends, um, and understanding that, that where it's coming from. The B is for Bible. Uh, is it in line with God's word and character? Which is self-evident, but I think. And the C, the C I think, is quite important, is, is conscience. How does it sit with the still small voice of my conscience and common sense? So even though you, you're hearing these words, is it... Is it right? Is it what you think should be happening um, and what you should do? Okay. Um, there were one of the great things about using a course like when you're using a book like Essential Jesus or whatever, when you're using something is that you've got um, loads and loads of material to present it to you. And just a, a few things um, that struck me was... was like, like we've heard, um, repeated prayers. There's some prayers that I bring to the Lord again and again and again, and they're the same prayer. And because it's of other things it sits in, and because of the, of the blessings of, of assurance of faith, which you can't, you can't really know what that is until you're a Christian, but when you're a Christian, you tell another Christian, they go, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. The circumstances you know, seem to be the same as anybody, whether anybody's life, whether they're a Christian or not, but the Christian just has a different understanding and a different context to them. And these prayers that we're making again and again, and some of them still making. And just Pete, Pete Gregg said sometimes, he described prayers as sometimes being like dominoes. You know that great thing you see the YouTube videos and that where somebody makes a great long pile of dominoes and they just set off one and it knocks one out. What they don't show you is the hours and hours and hours it took setting up all the dominoes. And if we think and understand of prayer as a relationship with God, then there are times when we don't know why, but he calls us to stack up the dominoes. And it might be an awful long time, but we don't get the effect of all the dominoes working the thing until we've done all the things. So I just found that helpful as a way of visualizing prayer. I'm saying, okay, um, it's not that my, there's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. What I'm doing at the moment is just stacking up the dominoes. And the important thing is to keep going back in prayer. And another thing that Pete Gregg said was, do you know what, if you find prayer difficult, don't go for big prayers, go for lots of little prayers. And that kind of like also fitted in with me with the idea of, of dominoes, really. And about prayer being... Um, in the reason why we pray, why, do we, why do we, would you start off with adoration? Does God not already know how wonderful he is? It's not for God's benefit that we go into adoration and worship. It's for our benefit because it brings us into a presence with God. And, you know, as Helen was pointing out, the parallels with romantic love coming up this week, if you're romantically in love with somebody, 
Valentine's Day is the time to actually, you know, break the usual kind of things and, and, and share that in a communication. You know, will you be my Valentine anonymously? I haven't done that since I was 14. Got no response, by the way. Um, but ever since then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's signed. But again, Pete Gregg um, says, how are we thinking about our relationships? If you think about a parallel with romantic relationships, and he used the example of his own marriage and his own life, um, and uh, he said, I didn't marry Sammy as a child-raising strategy. Yeah, we got married because we're in love and we, have a, we develop a relationship. And children are a fantastic benefit from that. Yeah? And that's the way, if we want to work with uh, God, asking for stuff for ourselves, asking for other people, yeah? that, that we need to think about prayer really as part of a, a relationship with God. Uh, and uh, as it said in the reading, you know, seek first the kingdom, and then these things are added, added to you, uh, get them the right way around. And um, another good thing um, about having somebody like Pete Gregg lead a course like this is that he has shared quite openly about the difficulties he's had in his life. Um, he is, you know, to use the, the phrase which really resonated with Helen, Keep it real. What was it? Keep it, keep it simple. Keep it, keep it up. Keep it real. Yeah. Um, you can do simple prayers. You can, in your own strength, keep keep persevering. But keep it real. You know, it, this isn't kind of like a sugar-coated uh, twee religion. This is this is real relationship with God about stuff which matters and stuff which is hard, and it is hard. And if Jesus found his ministry hard and he found his prayers to his father hard as he was facing his crucifixion. And, of course, we're going to find the same in our lives as well, but, yeah, keeping it real. Earlier on, Helen said um, three things we were going to... Um, Helen says a lot, that's good. Uh, um, three things that we were going to uh, do that were interactive today, and we've done the hearts, which is one thing. Uh, I need to explain what's something that's going to come up shortly is that um, from our house group, we're going to give you a present. Um, and it's a packet of love hearts, yeah? Appropriate to Valentine's. Uh, but it's symbolic, okay? It's just symbolic. It's one of the things that you do uh, uh, when you have a relationship with somebody. Every now and then, you give them a present. We're giving you love hearts, yeah? Um, and, of course, yeah, you know the parallels. I'm not going to overwork that. And the third thing we're going to do is to pray for what's on the hearts here. But not just in this service, in the coming week. Um, so we will, uh, we commit ourselves as a, as a group of four people to um, pray for all the prayers that have been put there. But will you join with us? And we're going to go for to try and do it. This it doesn't matter... If, we do, if this doesn't work terribly well, okay, but it's the principle actually that counts. So because it's the middle of the week on Wednesday, on Wednesday lunchtime, we're going to put a message out on Facebook just reminding people, if they can, spend a moment. If you're at work, if you're about your daily life, you know, maybe hopefully you get a bit of a lunch break or whatever. It, but whatever you're doing, if you're driving, don't shut your eyes. Um, make it an open eyes prayer, okay? But just simply ask God to um, hear the prayers of the family, which we wrote on the hearts um, on Wednesday.
Perhaps I ought to have made it on Tuesday when it was Valentine's Day. But Wednesday just seemed the middle of the week, so it seemed a good time to do. So if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook, we'll send out a reminder. Um, if you can't actually do it then, then the nearest time you can, okay, to that. That would be good. And then we'll know that we've carried forward the prayers for each other and for people who matter to us and things that matter to us from Sunday uh, out into the week. So that's our three things, okay? It really worries me when I look over there to hand to the music group and I just see a, a, an empty stage. It's so sad. So anyway, so it's over to Dave Thurston. <laughs> <laughs>